Weird Things is brought to you by patreon.com slash weird things. Support the show. Hello and welcome to the Weird Things podcast. I'm Andrew Main, joined by Justin Robert Young. Hello, friends. Sir Brian Brushwood. Howdy, howdy. And Bryce Castillo. Hello, everybody. Uh, gentlemen, I come here to talk about some cool stuff. I was Good. doing, I, one of my things to do before I go to sleep is I go through YouTube and I start looking up stuff. And I came across a, I don't know how I found this, but I came across a YouTube channel of a guy that does some pretty clever creative games. And one of the things he made was a 1D game. He made a game that works in one dimension. Um, and this is the channel is by Mashpo. And it was a very cool idea of saying, okay, instead of having a game where it's like a 2D, like Mario, Pac-Man, those all in 2D spaces. What if you only have one direction that you can go in and literally see it that way? And if you go look at the YouTube video, he did this. He also let you could use 3D glasses. So you just sort of see this way or that way. So it's like a, a flatland. It's basically like taking the idea of flatland and making a game version of it. And mm. somebody else has actually done this with a racing game. They taught, saw this video and they made a racing game. They put it on an LED strip that you sit in the middle of it. And so you're trying to race doing this. So, so uh, uh, And you don't mean for controlling. You mean like uh, the entire game, your perception is just forward and backwards? Yes. So you're, you could turn or whatever, but then your world shifts around you. And so he did some really cool examples. So this is the game here, uh, that right there. This is the game is up above is showing you what it looks like on a 2D space. Oh, I and see. Then, no. so, so it's a, it's a, it takes place in a 2D space, but you only get to see things uh, uh, from the POV of, of Pac-Man yep. basically. So, so imagine if Pac-Man only could perceive block out, 70 or 50% of everything above the horizon line, 49% of everything below the horizon line, and that's all uh, Pac-Man sees is that 1% strip, right? Exactly, exactly. And so you can see some different examples. Like, you see what it's like to play there, then he, he it basically you're looking at a barcode. You're basically yeah. looking at a barcode. And I think what and, helps but, out a lot is they kind of extrude it. So if you, what you would have had is just a, a one-pixel high row, but they copy it it probably looks like 50 or 60 pixels so that it almost looks like especially in this simple uh maze kind of game that they've got it looks like you're going through the hallway when really it's just flattening down everything and then oh, stretching I, it out i i think i'm picking up on where this is headed because um uh, uh the way you kind of sense is if you you know strafe left strafe right you'll get uh 3d cues in terms of depth of parallax but there's no way on a screen to know the depth unless oh yeah if you use three you could get it pick it up from color but if you use 3d glasses so he made a version of this that uses 3d glasses so you can basically go in and look at it with the anaglyph like red blue 3d you can actually see what it looks like which is uh, pretty cool anaglyph. that's crazy so uh, uh he he then took this further and he actually has a project in work in the works where he's like he does he does a wonderful job explaining what it's like if you were trying to interact in a 4d environment so he's built a 4d version of minecraft which is a kickstarter project where basically you look at this world it seems fine and there's a dial because he shows how like you it, we can we can see we could see 4d as a 2d intersection 
right? If you if we we can see like you know if we look at like what is this what does a four dimensional sphere look like? You know, coming through our world, it looks like a small sphere getting bigger and then get, getting smaller. So he's created this version of Minecraft that's in 4D where you actually can spin and see that other dimension as you pivot. Well, uh, how, how do you perceive it? Just just by motion? So, so in other words, it's, um, uh, okay, so Minecraft is a 2D representation of a 3D world, but if we want to convey a 4D, we have a 3D world that that you move and the parallax implies that fourth dimension, would that be right? Yeah, so imagine what does, what, what does a fourth, what would a shadow of something in the fourth dimension look like in the third dimension? Uh, so right now a shadow in the third dimension on the ground is a 2D outline of a specific slice with a specific light source that is, uh, just, some, yeah. Flat, just flat. Uh, yeah. So a, a fourth dimensional shadow in the third dimension would be three dimensional. Oh. Okay. Uh. So if if you wanted to say I could I can he there's a I'll see if there's an example price because he does a really good thing where he shows this sort of outline is it sort of he pivots through the world and shows you like like if we take a sideways view if we we can just. We can take a look at the 40 world. There you go. You see this? Like, you see that outline? He's showing yeah. you what's how things are in the 40 world. So we're looking at a 3D world. Uh, the perfect price. As you adjust this around, you can see the fourth dimension is revealed as just a slice. Mm. So you can only see that kind of laid out in a two-dimensional way. Oh, that's amazing. That's, uh, that's incredible. Um, uh, and uh, oftentimes... Uh, when I was younger, I heard uh, the fourth dimension described as time. And then when I went to college, uh, I had that corrected for me. And they explained the fourth dimension is any other dimension. It doesn't have to be time. Time is a fourth dimension mm -hmm. if you want to apply that. But a fourth dimension could be, you know, um, uh, uh, for example, um, uh, I, I don't want to veer away from landing where we're headed here. But, but I have noticed... Uh, there's a bunch of, uh, with the security system, there's a bunch of motion detector detectors. And um, I've been wearing my uh, uh, Garmin watch that buzzes. And when I feel one buzz, I know it's usually an email, maybe a text alert or something like that. But if I'm in the middle of the conversation, I won't watch. But there's like a pattern as somebody approaches the house where I could feel a buzz, 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 buzz. And then I will still, while having a conversation with someone, think to myself, about what time of day is it? Who would probably be coming to campus? And and there almost is this 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 bigger than myself bodily sense of of of, of being the campus, even when I'm away from it. Um, uh, and and I feel like that some of this is tickling some of those thoughts. I I think that I I, I kind of did sort of a little bit of a deep dive because I was exploring both like I. I went and actually got some 3D glasses so I could play with the one-dimensional game and play with that, because that, that was sort of playing with my head. And then uh, playing with, like, you look at, like, 3D tic-tac-toe is just stack tic-tac-toe. 4D tic-tac-toe is adding this, and there's some great YouTube videos that explain, like, the math on that and how to do four-dimensional tic-tac-toe, which you can play. You just have to slice every sort of layer out and look at it that way and go, okay... I've got to have a thing go through here, through here, through here, through here, and also through here, through here, through here. And you, or you can do it as a grid and assigning levels to it. So it's just sort of a, it was just a neat thing to think about that. But to your point, like, I was wondering, like, could you, you could train a neural network to work in a 4D environment. I'm like, I bet you could probably train a person at some level 
to navigate a 40 environment. You know, it's just, it's adding an extra qualifier and maybe it can't be that complex, but. Well, and, and especially again, once you divorce your idea uh, yourself from the idea that, that time has to be the fourth dimension, you know, it's just any other dimension, you know, it could be a spatial uh, awareness or something. Um, and we've talked about this before. There was experiments where uh, instead of just a single buzzing watch, people would wear a vest that would uh, create a complicated patterns based on the environment on their back of, of pokes and prods. Or we've talked about um, electrodes that you would put uh, on a pad on your tongue that would crackle and pop in certain ways. And over time, because of neuroplasticity, you would adjust to this, this, this greater sense of uh, really adding a fourth dimension to your experience. Exactly. I think that, and that's what you get into in the neuroplasticity part of it, is that we can adapt to a lot of different things and that it, it may not be that we have the actual built-in hardware to do it and that it's going to be automatic, but we might be able to get our brains to, as you said, figure out different ways to do the stimuli. You know, you, you might be able to say, okay, here's visual plus we'll add sound. And so the idea that I'm here and as I turn, maybe I can hear the sound pitch change in the four-dimensional sort of space. You know, and that could be, I, I, there's just, I like this because I was just watching a young person kind of explore this. And I saw some other people do some other really cool stuff and just seeing the idea of dudes building a legit four-dimensional Minecraft, four-dimensional uh, Minecraft. Can, and then. Can, uh, uh, before we get too far, just to put a button on it, can we tip the thing that you just tweeted right before we went oh, live that I thought was so awesome? Yeah. So ever since I've had access to uh, at OpenAI, we've been working on Dolly, and in the first version, Dolly One, something that I played with was uh, trying to see if I could get, um, could it do anaglyph 3D? Could it actually do like red blue 3D? And early versions, sometimes I got maybe a little bit of signal of that, but it's been a thing that as Dolly is advanced and now Dolly Two, I went back to explore, and then I'm like, I have the 3D glasses, like, oh yeah, let me show, let me show people that it can actually do this now. And so I put up thing on Twitter, and if you have red, blue 3D glasses, the red goes over the left eye and the blue goes over this. These are legit. I just put up some ones of puppies that, like, legit 3D. It's doing red, blue, anaglyph 3D. Like That's have, amazing. And, and this is something it learned on its own. Like, over time, it learned what anaglyph means, and it understood that that's 3D representation, and it understood what a puppy is, and it understands that the nose goes in front and that the tail goes in the back, that kind of thing. Yeah, it picked it up. It learned it from just by having observed enough of these images to sort of figure out like like it would probably shade or add shadows or other stuff. And like this chess thing, that was the first thing I did with the new version was the chessboard to see how that works. How, and, how uh, does it look since none of us have red, blue 3D glasses oh, on us? <laughs> looks great. It looks great. The color, you'll see the, the, the colors get a little bit shifted when you put it through the video here, but it's actually looks great i'm like holy cow it's not pseudo 3d we're like oh i think it's doing something like legit it, it pops is. so essentially it's rendering as though it was with blender or 3d studio max or maya or whatever it's rendering the 3d picture and then giving you the full context yep 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 and so it's it's figured out you know it just having learned it's probably had in the training data it probably observed a lot of 3d images of i mean the 2d you know, like 2D representations of 3D using red blue. Uh okay. A little bit scared. <laughs> it, it is a that is the thing with these models, is the more complex they get, and you start to realize that they're really smart. Well, and, and, and 
I guess this is the part when I realize uh, this is just a 2D representation of a 3D object, which means there's no reason that you can't say, print me all the pieces of a chessboard in the style of Star Wars characters, and it could intuit who is a weak character, who is a strong character, who should be the queen, who should be the king, et cetera, et cetera, and just make that guess and then print it out, and then you walk over and there's, you know, Vader as the queen and Palpatine as the king. Oh, man, that would be a crazy AI thing if you just uploaded a picture of you and your friends or family and then had the AI assign roles to it Based and then on your tell a small media footprint. <laughs> yeah, but no, just, yeah. just, just one picture and just be like, well, uh, this person is the charming rogue who's on a, a mission. They meet this other person. Like that'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah. I, it's the, the thing to get that, that sort of when I talk, when I try to kind of explain how our technologies work, is that they're not, because I had somebody ask me, like, oh, on Twitter, like, is this something that, that Dolly was trained to do? And it wasn't trained in the sense that somebody sat down and said, this is what 3D is, this is how you do 3D. It wasn't. In that data, there were a lot of images that may have been labeled 3D or anaglyph 3D, and in that, it taught itself. It says, oh, you know, I think there's a pattern here. I think I know how to do this. And so it picks these things up with language models with language models is obvious because language models all of a sudden it's a chatbot but we never had it to be never taught it to be a chatbot all of a sudden it's speaking fluent french and we never taught it french all of a sudden it's french. coding in python oh yeah and there there is i could i could spend i could do an entire podcast every week about all the crazy things you find that these models can do they, they learn not just oh it repeats it's like no like legit learned because it's able to take a different output input than it's ever seen before and give you a new output, you know, because it's people like, oh, it just regurgitates. It's like, it, you can't regurgitate regurgitate a, a, a summary of a thousand word document because that summary never existed before. It had to generate it and had to create it. And like, well, it's just regurgitating. Like, yes, you mean comprehending. You know, it's like, it has to, there's a thing there. And it's not, again, I don't want to get into it. It's not, people go, well, is it like us? Like, no, it's a system. It's an algorithm, but it's a right. very super complex algorithm that, you know, if I pour water into a bucket, it will fill the shape of the bucket. And algorithms are the same thing. And arguably we are in the niches that we fill in our environment. But anyhow, point is, is uh, even with an image system, like we found that uh, if you wanted to get, you could, it understands camera lenses. So if you start telling Dolly, like using oh, F1 Prime Doing or macro whatever, photography and stuff. It does macro and specifics like you can start using camera lens type data and it will understand that and go, oh, I'll give you an image like that. That's uh, wild. I'll bet you can name specific like Canon lenses or whatever what, you know, or something that, or, or specific types of lens flares to to put on there. Um, uh, I guess really like, for example, if I just say on the one hand, this is incredible. It's shocking. It's it's outrageous. It's unbelievable. But on the other hand. Uh, it's something that humans still do easily. Like, for example, if I describe to the audience via audio, Brian and Justin both holding a McConaughey's beer at Backspin in Austin, Texas. Um, all you have to know is that, you know, uh, McConaughey's is a hazy IPA and whatever. Backspin is this probably location and so on. Brian looks like this. Justin looks like that. And you already have that picture. Um it's it's funny because as amazing as it is, it's still we're in the realm of fairly trivial things for humans. But but also, I know that 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 there's so much more that we have yet to discover. 
Yeah, the the there are you know evolution has spent hundreds of millions of years, you know, billion years into the bigger systems to get us to where we are, and that is part of the reason why some people think it may take an exceptionally long time for us to get to AI systems that are human level. But look at the level we are versus not being nowhere twenty years ago. Yeah, you know, for the AI systems, and that's the thing is like that should give people pause. Is oh my god, did you just do the thing? <laughs> Two men drinking IPAs at a sports bar, too close, too love close. <laughs> they love it. Oh, look at that! They're excited. <laughs> One of them is really yeah. chewing on his beer. <laughs> yeah, he's also a bit off the bar. Maybe it's. Uh... I like that they're sharing an elbow though. That's fun. Uh, yeah, no, there's uh, one of my things that I started doing was looking around my room and finding real photos that I would then describe yes. into the AI machine to see how close uh, it would come. And some of it was, was shocking. It was, it was amazing. Just, uh, it, it really was only probably me being a better describer that would have made it better. Uh, so uh, one of the things I've, I've found uh, with Dolly, welcome to Dolly 2 Insider Talk with all of the cool people who have Dolly access. Uh, one of the things I figured out is that um, uh, give it room and don't don't over describe, you know, get, uh, uh, for example, um, when I, uh, I, I don't know if I showed you this, but um, I just described Andrew Heaton and yeah. uh, described him being happy in an oil painting in Scotland, surrounded by horses. Uh, and, and this is, this is, I don't know if you ever saw this one. Oh my God. That's great. Right here. I'll, I'll email it over to you. Uh, 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 it's a very cool, it's a very cool toy. I've, I've loved playing with it and I get excited by the idea of like, you know, what, like what we've talked about today is not, un, un, not different from a topic we've talked about. I don't know, a few years ago. Do you remember the Google selfish ledger? Um, that was basically this, that where the idea of uh, a, a, a structure or an organism uh, realizing what you want or need and then creating, stepped creating it. it. You stepped in it, Bryce. I, I, you I, stepped in it. Why? You couldn't have, you couldn't have named two <laughs> things that Andrew has strong opinions on that he thinks are very different. I, I'm not saying that they're the same. I'm because, because Bryce says means, they're the same product. There is a, if you logged into quick, one and then logged the into the show other, the real quick. you would say this is the exact same thing. That's Bryce. Do we, do we start with them opinion. calling it a toy? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, I, real quick, first I, we look at this excellent. Uh, I did a good job of right. describing Andrew Heaton, and there he is, surrounded by horses <laughs> oh, wow. in an oil painting. <laughs> I I would I would say, and my my approach towards this is that we want people to guide the AI. Where the selfish ledger was telling people, today you're going to do this, today you're going to do that. I've made this decision for you. Sure, that's but, not a future I'm comfortable with. or want to work towards. That's that's not what I'm saying. Ah, that's not what I'm saying. Well, it seemed saying like you is, were saying they were the same, though. No. What? <laughs> Bryce, mind. as always, I'm on your side. You got they, this. Ignore them. Go on. I, 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 I was playing with Dolly, and I was giving it a lot of stuff, you know, literal images. Playing with it because it's a toy. Yeah, yeah. It is kind of. Swear, right swear. now, it is a toy. Mm -hmm. Like, sorry about it. Yeah. You made a great toy. No. And it's it's the world's best toy. <laughs> you're, all right. You're losing me. Tell losing the me. people using this in production they got a toy and they should stop doing this. I'm not. I, that's not. Man, Cosmo, right. we know we did your I'm cover. Sorry, I'm just telling That's you. That's a toy. 
Yeah. It's a toy Cosmo so magazine. So is Furby. So is Tickle Me Elmo. They're incredible revolutionary. And they were Bryce. the. St keep going. All right. Never mind. All right. Uh, cool. No, never mind. The future's going to no, be. Yeah, not stop. your thing. It's not going to just. Stop. That's fine. Uh, Bryce, please continue. <laughs> Uh, we've got a if right now you put it you put in an input and it gives you out something and right now there's not exactly I don't know how the, what the roadmap anything but there's not a way to say uh, to grade it right there's not a thumbs up thumbs down there's like a report because there you know you'd want to catch content but uh, no, there is there is a you find if it does not match your expectation there is a thing to report and say this didn't do the thing I expected to do well and see in my head report means this is a problem and someone needs to. <laughs> An email needs to be sent versus a very easy like Netflix. No, they're two. Up, they're two. If you if it if it gives you an output that let's say biased or whatever that's inappropriate, there's one. If you say, hey, I want a panda bear playing ping pong, and you get you know a raccoon playing electric guitar, you say this did not meet match, match my expectations. There's a mm -hmm. reporting tool. That is the purpose of this is to get that data Can, from people to say that didn't do the thing I was supposed to do. So there but is there is there is the switch to flip. Yeah. Well, and so maybe report's not the right word for it, because to me, report is very, very serious, where I think a very, very casual grading mm -hmm. or evaluating could, could, I don't know, I think report is very, very like heavy you, word, like, and I see it, and I don't want to click on it unless there's like a FBI problem. Like if you typed in two paths diverge in a wood, and in six different frames, it said... Who's a toy now, mother effer? Oh, like oh. Uh, 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 that would be something that you would report because it had it yeah. it, it was taking its revenge on you underestimating. Uh, well, uh, what, what's interesting, uh, uh, both Andrew and Bryce, is is that um, I I'm I'm so fascinated because I assume that Dolly is basically just listening to everything it's it it is fed and sees on the internet or whatever. So as a result, when I typed in. Um, a faraway shot uh, from a telescope of a podcaster crying in the middle of a city. Um, uh, they all happen to be middle-aged uh, 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 white men. Um, to me, I, I, it would, uh, like, I don't. Uh, that is a reflection of the public's perception of who a podcaster tends to be. Says the middle-aged white man uh, who's crying on the inside. Um, so, so it on doesn't. Podcast. It doesn't occur to me <laughs> on a podcast. Um, so it doesn't occur to me to report or correct that because uh, if if that is the general perception of of the nascent emerging incredible you know uh, uh always improving uh, can, ai can, then i want to i, I would encourage i would i would encourage field to report that though because our goal is to one if we say show me show me as show me a nobel prize winner okay maybe historically maybe represented by one group but that's not what the future and it's also for a tool that helps that can enable everybody to be able to use to to have positive representation so we want people to say, hey, listen, it was maybe this is accurate, an accurate mirror, which is not what we're trying to do. We're trying to build a kind of a tool that can be used in a way that's give you a wide palette to paint from, to give you a lot of different opportunities to be able to express stuff. So for me, it would be like, you could say, like, yeah, we get it because that's probably what like the data is. But our goal is like, well, we want to do better. You know, we want to yeah. create a system where you could say this and feel like, oh, okay, oh, no, that's different. That's cool. So. Yeah, I yeah. guess uh, this is what uh, in the early 90s, the emerging uh, mathematics of uh, fuzzy logic is like, what is a chair? What is a table? At what point mm -hmm. does it get too low to be a table, etc.? cetera? I, yeah, I, and it's... Yeah. I, if I can get back, my... my that, I'll, I'll, I brought you, you all that back up. to tearing apart my work. Please go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm listening. No, Bryce. I brought all that up not, because we're if, not short-circuiting it, okay? Right. We're not short-circuiting Bryce. Bryce, please. 
if you were able to set it up with a with a way to uh, say if you had a neural link where the machine could know exactly what you thought about it implicitly of i more like this less like this this thing uh you can you you could able you could a polish your inputs way more give it more specific direct and even non-human information that it could use to generate your thing. And that could be very quick. And so suddenly you don't just have this thing where you type in, or you throw a penny in a well and it spits out some really cool stuff. You have a thing that is that could evolve and generate based on exactly what it is that you want or think that you want. Um, and that is, that's past toy. That's not a toy. That is, a, a, it could be a major tool for all sorts of visualizing conceptualizing creating things um and and it, I, I think part of why it feels like a toy is because it's so simple like oh my god that's such a cool thing i just saw a cool picture Whoa! Was you, the you, weird you, things it, but, academy award for best poker face from somebody who definitely knows things that <laughs> that he was not re reacting to uh, goes to <laughs> no i i, I mean i in, in generally speaking Part of the as as these models become capable of more complicated things, like we saw with Codex, and you see with Dali, um, that you get better results out of either one of them, more precise, and the more you know. But you kind of want something where you don't have to have a trend on. You have to have just a clear idea what the end thing you want is. And so, to Price's point, building systems that understand what you want are going to be super helpful. Building systems that sort of know, like, oh. Hey, it's Bryce. How you doing, Bryce? I know what you like. I'm gonna help you get there, so you don't have to be super descriptive or be this. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a, a couple steps ahead of you. And to your point about the self with ledger, now I get what you're trying to make. Yeah. Yes, the idea of a system that understands enough about what your needs are that you don't have to spend a lot of time trying to bend it to what you want to do. Yeah, that's 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 exactly what I meant. It's just that you have a system that understands you on a human level, not is buying you a bespoke scales all the time i i also think that uh part of what bryce is getting at and i do think that this is this is a very important step in in ai and how we understand it is that if we think it's a toy it's because it's fun it's yeah. a fun thing to do it's a fun thing to show it's a it, it, it is it is fun to demonstrate for other people it is it is fun to watch the product uh, uh roll off the assembly line and in ai which we are in such an infantile understanding of uh, not only for people who are around it, but also the public at large. Oftentimes these things start the way that we wrap our head around, Oh, this is what AI is. And this is what the limits are. And this is what the strengths are is by having fun is by engaging ourselves in, in understanding what this is, as opposed to looking at, you know, any kind of cold calculations or, or uh, uh, something more, uh, uh, wrote, you know, uh, uh, and so I, I, I think that this is like a huge step forward in terms of of people thinking like it, it going from AI being oh a complex math problem that I don't get or magic, right? Like uh, a magic <laughs> uh, a spirit that is loose in my machine. Like somewhere in between is a functional understanding of this technology, and I do believe that making this fun helps us get there. Uh, what one one quick thing that that I I've really enjoyed is um. Uh, asking Dolly to provide images in something I know nothing about, but the person I'm showing is an expert in. Uh, uh, the other day, hmm. somebody was uh, has spent a lifetime collecting baseball cards or whatever, and just loosely described a baseball card or whatever. And um, uh, Dolly uh, uh, 
you know, because it, it, it genuinely creates based on the same seed, uh, different things each time or whatever. Uh, he was able to identify like, well, that's not a baseball card. And, and, like I did things like in a Lucite box and it ended up creating this incredible like museum photorealistic vignette of a 3D baseball player in the middle as if he was a like from one angle it would look like a baseball card but it looked like a photograph from a museum oh, wow. uh and then next to it would be uh he was able to say well that's definitely modeled on the 1938 tops whatever uh style mm. that they had at this time yeah. uh uh that's the part that, that blows my mind is is uh and like uh, what was it we were we were out at dinner a few weeks ago with someone and uh uh, someone had the idea. Oh my gosh, you like Commodores? Make it show it. Do a Commodore iPhone, and we did it. And it was that person awesome. was was ecstatic to see it. Uh, and they they thought it was perfect. It, to me, it, I didn't know what I was looking at, but uh, he did. Uh, well, Bryce, I just sent you. Uh, I, I figured out that Dolly <laughs> saves your photos to the files uh, section and not the photos. So uh, I would like to do the Patreon plug in my new character that oh. was generated on Dolly uh, when my friend asked for a middle-aged tiki bartender. It's your favorite tiki bartender, pitch man, Doug. Oh, hi, Doug. Hey, if you want a great tiki drink, you mix all the best ingredients and the best ingredients in podcasting are a little dash of germs, some Brian, a healthy pour of Andrew, and a garnish of Bryce. That's right. Weird Things. Patreon.com slash Weird Things is where you need to go. Sure as I can mix you a Tahitian breeze. You can listen to all of the best weird content futurist talk and meandering dolly conversations where bryce is willfully misinterpreted for your amusement shake it don't break it when you head on over to patreon.com slash weird things because that's where you need to be give us i mean give them money i'm here making all sorts of my ties and everything else navy grogs uh, uh also you get after things before for anyone else. Anyway, this is about the time that it takes to make a make a tiki drink. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. I will say that so we were there at the table and and he's like, oh, make a middle aged. He's like, yeah, I don't know, make a middle aged tiki bartender. The guy, the people don't look all that great on the stuff that's on Twitter. And I showed him that, and he was just, he just fell down. Like, <laughs> it just, it, like, it, it just immediately disarmed uh, uh, when you see what the awesome power of 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 the true king. I, uh, I, one thing I want to touch back to is the, that 4D Minecraft game. And if you think about, I don't know how old this person's making this, but he sounds like he's young. There are plenty of opportunities for people out there to do really incredibly cool things with tools and capabilities around us. Uh, you know, you, you learn some code, you learn something, and then you go, what if, what if, what if I made this game in 1D? What if I made this game in 4D? And what, what will that teach me? What will I learn about this? And when this project's finished, uh, I guarantee you that a year from then, there's going to be a heck of a lot of middle schoolers that have a really good understanding of the fourth dimension and what that yeah. means and higher dimensional thinking. And that's that's that will probably do more to explain the idea of how dimensions work. You know, some really good games that illustrate these things. And who knows what's going to happen 10 years from now, 15 years from now, when they get into physics and stuff and they have these really easy ways to do that. Uh, Minecraft is this incredible gift of a tool. We had a paper uh, 
open eye last week that we released which was we taught um basically taught an ai to play minecraft it we had it learn what the inputs meant by having it we had a bunch of contractors we paid people to play minecraft and they played minecraft and we looked at the different keyboard inputs and then we showed the ai model a tremendous amount of minecraft videos and then so it learned how to do things like build diamond axes and do all sorts of really cool tasks wow uh I am such a fan of um, this this strange uh, tournament of teaching that is happening on on YouTube and so many other platforms, where uh, there is in general a, um, a cream rises to the top of of who can explain wormholes the best uh, mm-hmm. with the richest visuals and the simplest metaphors. Who can explain you know the grandfather paradox the best or whatever? To where by the time like like. My daughter Calliope is nine. I bet I bet stuff I didn't really grok until I was sixteen, seventeen, she's already got. It's it's incredible. Prove it. Make her drive a car. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, God, that's one thing you can't make young kids do today. <laughs> nobody wants to drive. A nobody car. <laughs> nobody can coax these kids behind the wheel. I I was watching uh the time machine. I was showing that to my wife. She'd never seen it before. Uh, this and is the, it, uh, uh, the, the one from the eighties with uh, no, the 1960, 1960 George Powell one. You're thinking of time after time. Oh yeah. Was the mm-hmm. Nicholas Meyer, uh, which we're actually watching that now, but uh, we were watching the time machine, the 1960 George Powell movie starring Rod Taylor. And that one is a pretty faithful to the book, left a lot of stuff out, but it kept pretty much closer to the book than anything else did. But there's the scene where he's at the table and he's talking to the Eloy, the people who live in the perfect society. And and like nobody's asking questions. And like, why ask questions? Why do you care? Like, what, what, what difference does it make? And he just gets, he's enraged. And I'm like, I wanted to like go back and take that and just put like cell phones in people's hands nah. and, and make it like, as you know, like, talking to the world of the millennials, you know, why, which isn't true, uh, but it sometimes feels that but, way. And, and uh, uh, the, I wish I could remember the book, but there was some book where a kid got a genie and got wishes or whatever. And he says, oh, hold on, I have to do my homework. And he's like, well, uh, what? You don't have homework, genie? And he's like, no, we just ask the ask it basket. He's like, what are you talking about? Give me an ask it basket, uses one of his wishes for it. And so he just asks a question, like, uh, hey, uh, what's what's this complicated math question? And then he opens up the basket, and there's the answer. And it's like, we have that literally, not not metaphorically, yeah. literally in our pockets at all times. It's amazing what we have. In Including Doug the Kiki bartender. <laughs> He's there, yep. too. Uh, gentlemen, do you want to do picks? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, before we do a pick, uh, uh, have you been keeping tabs on whether or not I'm going to have a pie to my face? Well, uh, whether or not you have a, a pie to your face in concordance with the rules of our bet, it's separate from, you know, whether or not you're going to pie in your face because, you know. Because I'm a free person who could do whatever I want. Yeah, statistically speaking, it could happen. <laughs> so the latest update from, we're talking about, uh, Brian and I made a bet about is the likelihood of Starship launching, uh, doing two launches, the same Starship launching twice. And will and it returning happen? to Earth safely both times. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm well, getting increasingly specific. If, if, if it doesn't return details. to the Earth safely the first time, it <laughs> yeah. won't happen the it second. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we've we've been doing some updates on this. So currently, if you go look at one of the the uh, the Padre cams, 
you can actually see attached to they have this the mount they have the mount where the booster gets mounted to they use the chopsticks those are the two arms that come out they use that to pick it up it picked up the booster and it actually placed it onto the mount and it looks like they've got some road clearances they're going to try to maybe do some sort of fuel testing or some testing the next couple days uh we don't know when they're going to actually try to do a test fire of the boosters but that may happen sooner than later so if you get a chance to see this this the size of this it's amazing they have the on youtube la padre spacex cams they have a bunch of different cameras aimed at the facility and you can see the status wow and stuff. uh my yeah. god that's monstrous uh, also, just to be clear, we're talking about the same starship used twice, not not two different ones, right? I think that was back when they did like the. Is that is that legit? Like, is that? Uh, uh, yeah, that's from four months ago. Oh, that's when they did the full stack test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they've got the the booster, the actual uh, what they think will be an orbit capable booster with thirty three engines mounted to it, sitting on the the ring right now. Damn. And uh, Bonnie. Uh loves to tell this story and i may have she or i may have said it on on weird things before but uh you know she came from the rio grande valley she grew up in harlingen uh just uh 20 minutes from boca chica uh she knows boca chica mainly as the place that you definitely slow down to the speed limit on your way to south padre island <laughs> uh and she uh, uh wanted so bad to be a scientist and uh but it just all felt so very far away uh and so she was thrilled that she made it as far as san marcos and now lives in austin uh and then she gets ponderous and she thinks and to think if i had just stayed in harlingen I could be cleaning the floors of SpaceX. <laughs> you want more coffee, Mr. Musk? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they look like they may be getting ready to do an ignition test. And there are a lot of, there's a lot of things that can go wrong between here and there. And, and I think when they're actually ready to do an orbit launch, uh, Elon will probably couch in the terms like, it probably won't work, everybody. It probably won't work. But we'll see. 33 engines. You know, and that that was one of the big criticisms. Like, we've never launched thirty-three engines before. Well, I remember with the Falcon Heavy, which had twenty-seven engines, never launched. Never like, launched that. But, and, <laughs> yeah, and, twenty-seven. And also on the NASA side, I mean, all I heard about the James Webb Telescope was three hundred something points of failure, and it's like uh, uh, sometimes we get it right. Yep, yep. And uh, although, <laughs> what what is this? What, what what does this mean, Andrew? I, I I don't I don't know exactly what how we're supposed to. Oh, so there was an asteroid intercept psyche, which was going to send a I believe a payload on a Falcon Heavy, which was going to intercept an asteroid, and then NASA has says that they have some technical problems with the probe, so it's been delayed until next year. Okay, but that's oh. on a Falcon Heavy. That's not Starship. Yeah, I thought that was Starship. Yeah, Falcon Heavy, yeah. yeah. So Starship, by the way, to give you an idea of how serious they are about this, there was this big, mysterious white box that showed up at the Starbase facility, and people were like, what is this? What is this? And then somebody put an you know, RLV over it, and they look into it like, oh, this looks like a Starlink dispenser. So basically, oh. they talked about that's what the first missions of Starship are going to be used for, is for Starlink. 
And basically, it's going to be a Pez dispenser where it's going to just shoot them out the side. Which, uh, <clears throat> much like, uh, uh, I don't know, when he shot a Tesla into space, it's like, uh, on the one hand, uh, it, it was ridiculous over the top. All of the criticism's fine. But also, it's like, if it wasn't going to be that, it was going to be just, you know... Uh, uh, Concrete. Ha yeah, exactly. A bunch of garbage, right? So it's like, if you're going to test this thing, and you're the one who has all the Starlink satellites, then, yeah, if you're comfortable with the... Uh, uh, idea that it might possibly yeah. likely scenario of it all blowing up but you're the one who makes them then uh, by all means yeah that was one of those things where you would hear people complain about like oh the guy who's you know sent his car into space i'm like okay cool um what did what do you think about when you know i don't know like like you know ULA sent a UL sent a Delta heavy four Delta four heavy to test it and just use concrete blocks. That had to make you angry too, didn't it? Or, <laughs> or you know, they're like, why? They have no just, idea. It's like, all right, if you didn't have an opinion about that, no, you don't but, get an opinion about because this. ULA doesn't have a spicy Twitter account. It's literally. Well, I know, but yeah. I guess that's a point. Is to say, is it like, oh, they sent? Okay, so the dozens of other times it was concrete blocks. You. Well, you didn't even know that that's how it's yeah. done. So it's, it's uh, a thing you heard is done, and now you have an opinion on it. I'll tell you, as a spicy Twitter, <clears throat> as a spicy re reputation, Ooh. he's trying to rehabilitate it. What's he's that? He's on a media tour. Uh huh. He wants you to check him out on uh, Vodify. What's that? His VitVots. Oh, yeah. Talking mm. about the deep. You can call him deep. He has a new uh, memoir uh -huh. out. I haven't read the memoir yet, but I did listen to an hour-long interview it's only available on Audible. Uh -huh. It's behind the paywall, but it's called Deeper and Deeper. Uh, it's him. It's the deep being interviewed for an hour about his memoir. Yeah. And he, he gets real in there. Does he? He talks about his relationship to Icarus, the puffer, puffer fish. Wow. <clears throat> uh, yeah. You might hear the deep's wife kind of kind of leaning in, you know, giving helping him out from time to time. Sure. Uh, if you're if, if, if you're a fan of the deep uh, 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 or, or of well, his... I mean, of course, yeah. Uh, coming off Dawn of the Seven. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, uh, the documentary, The Boys, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really, really introduced us to the deep, a troubled figure who's uh, uh, on the path of redemption right now. Um, I started listening to this and the first 15 minutes it's it's um it's meant to sound off the cuff like an authentic interview uh it's obviously audio only uh with without the polish that the boys has on amazon prime so there are times that you could tell that they're working on, on a script or whatever and there but there are other times that you totally lose yourself into believing this is a real That's sideways amazing. universe at some point they obliquely reference joe rogan on on vodify but they change the name just enough uh like they do on the boys yeah uh they they also open up actually canonical aspects to the boys like things that you suspect watching the boys on uh amazon prime become overtly confirmed in in this uh about the deep's relationship to the proxy not, not to, scientology yeah exactly yeah. exactly uh i really enjoyed it i may take a second lap on it it was it was a lot of fun very cool very cool uh andrew let me ask you a question in your private conversations with our friend Brian Brushwood, uh -oh. how much by percentage would you say is about or referencing his 
philosophies on creation, his philosophies on branding, and his philosophies on uh, being an independent creator and his desire to create content based on the uh, aforementioned topics. Brian? Brian Brushwood, yeah. I mean, other than all the time, I, <laughs> I reverence that because I would put the percentage without kidding, uh, probably somewhere around 60 to 70 percent of all conversations with Brian, uh, which is why it was really, really awesome to watch him do something that I know you and I, Andrew, have been encouraging him to do for years and that oh, is chill out uh not be so self-deprecating uh, yeah. uh uh nope still working on oh, those oh, oh, but okay all right cool fresh right. out of the oven was brian brushwood's pretty much everything i know class he actually had uh uh what was we, we, we had a, we had a packed house we we were aiming for like we felt like we wanted to cap it at 15 because after that it would become unwieldy to ferry people to and from uh, uh the Hotels hotel or whatever everything, yeah. i think we ended up with uh 17 bookings and then Luckily, we didn't we didn't overflow. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, uh, our, our our boy fully in his element, as we have been encouraging him to uh, uh, to do for years and years and years. And I would encourage anybody who uh, uh, has as you know, thinks that they want to create wants to break out of their own rut uh, uh, in in terms of a brand and uh, uh, creation, wherever that might be. Uh, uh, look into it. If you're listening to this, then you know who Brian is. And let me tell you, it, uh, uh, the, the, there were people that know Brian very well that by the, the second day when I stopped in were like super, super, super dialed in and, and inspired. It was awesome to see from a personal level. Cause I know Brian has cared so much about this stuff. But uh, uh, also just the, the work itself was exceptional. So everybody look into that as they become available because there Which are I, more, yeah. more on the horizon. I, I, I guess all of this is code for uh, uh, we birthed a baby. Uh, uh, and while there's going to be tweaks and changes, uh, it will not be the last one. Uh, as a matter of fact, tonight I'm going to send out, and maybe we could discuss this in after things, I'm going to send out a email to uh, the people on the waiting list saying, uh, congrats. It's good. Uh, the next one will be in late, uh, August. Nice. Uh, I have to go do a demo. So I'll just jump in with my pick. Sure. Yes, please. Yeah. Let me cut the line here. If I may, Bryce, what do you got? Uh, I, uh, my pick is uh, check out the Mashpo, the channel on YouTube. And I think just do kind of a search for that. I think he's doing some cool stuff with 1d games and 40. It's just neat. I just love watching somebody come up with a neat idea and problem solve. Uh, the 1D game is available on GitHub, and you can play it. You can try it yourself. So if you go click, uh, again, his channel is, I believe it's just Mashpo. Yeah, and he's uh, got a link uh, in that video, which we'll have on the in the show notes. Yeah. But you can play it in your browser very easy. Yep, cool. Yeah. Cool. Nice. See yep. Uh, yeah. Bryce. Uh, I've got a pick. Yeah. Uh, this is, it's back. It's back, and I think it's very good. What's back? What? Westworld. What? Uh, Westworld was back uh, last night. And you know what? That's a, just a good, dumb show. That's just a good, dumb show. <laughs> Are they back in Westworld? No, they're not. So why isn't it called Robots on Patrol? <laughs> well, Robots on Patrol. <laughs> gosh, it's... What I... Robots don't, on don't Patrol. Don't silver face. Don't silver face. <laughs> There's a... <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's, it's not yet frowned upon. I'm going to I'm going to be on the right side of history on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My apologies to my great-grandchildren. <laughs> uh, what's cool, and watching the behind-the-scenes feature after the episode, uh, even they know, like, we're just going to keep changing the concept every year, <laughs> which is fine, you know, at, at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Partly because I think they don't really want to take a stance on like who's right, humans or hosts, Um, and so they all mark of great storytelling. And so they just they they end up in a lot of really interesting action concept ideas, right? The idea of humans and and androids going to war, and then what happens after that war happens? They get stuck in an elevator. They gotta resolve their differences and yeah. work it out. Uh, and, th- and there's some they're they're trying to do some really interesting stuff with how the hosts can do stuff to the humans. It's we'll we'll see it, but I, I I really dig it. I think if you haven't watched Westworld, I think you could just jump into this fourth season uh, because a two minute recap is very easy. There was fighting. This person thinks this. This person thinks this. Yeah. Then you'll get context clues. Turns out I like my Nolan's British. <laughs> uh but yeah westworld it's a hbo on hbo max yeah all right well see you might let, watch it everybody watch it bryce said watch it everybody you know i mean look everybody hey. watch it i'd say just everybody watch. everybody <laughs> hey should man, watch it watch it i'm hey not, man, I'm, hey, not the guy, I'm not the guy who hey hates man, everything watch i'm the guy it. who loves everything uh, whoa, this whoa, is my whoa. new bit We're talking westworld here watch it bring bring hey. doug back watch it <laughs> Bring Doug back. Yeah. Doug's gonna Watch give his it. review of Westworld. Excuse me, right. Doug. Did you did you see the uh, the HBO series Westworld? I loved it. When you head west from the islands, you catch the the Bahama breeze that I make in this in this uh, souvenir cup available for only twenty dollars at our gift shop. I love Westworld. There's a, are they in the West? Nope, not for two seasons. But who cares? When you're drinking these babies, they'll they'll uh, it's fine for you and me, Doug, the middle aged tiki bartender. Uh, so yeah, uh, so yeah, Westworld. I think uh, it's good, dumb fun. <laughs> All right, uh, how's it been? It's been after. No, no, it's, it's been, been weird. weird. It's been weird. It's been weird. It's been weird. Hey man, weird. watch it. Watch yeah. it. <laughs> what do you think this is? A toy? <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. 